Thank you for waiting. I greatly appreciate it. Okay, here we go. Sweet drinks can cause dementia. True or false? What do you think there, sir? I think I'm going to go with true. Okay, what do you think there? You want, we got to turn your name. Oh, oh, sorry. There you go. True. Yes. True. Definitely. 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 It's not. Uh, it's not dangerous as it sounds, but studies have shown that people who drink more sweetened drinks per day were three times more likely to have dementia. In order to be safe, the best option for you to drink only fresh fruit juices. Oh, good to know. What happened to water? That's true too. <laughs> That's true, too. Okay. We've got, uh, uh, John, I always call him Dr. John. <laughs> I'm going with Dr. Jess over here, and then we got Dr. John over there. So, hey, John, how you doing? I'm great. I'll take that any day. There you go, Dr. John. And we got Dr. <laughs> yeah, we got Dr. Jessica Levy here, and we wanted to talk about pet loss because um, one of my dear friends is, uh, you actually helped her this afternoon. I can't thank you enough for that. And anyway, but, uh, and so it just becomes, it is something that we all have to talk about because when we get them, we're going to lose them. It's just a question of when and how. And, you know, it's, I, I, there's stats out there that only 98%, 98% of all pet owners have to make the choice you know, of putting them down. Only 2% of our pets go naturally or, you know, they go to sleep and don't wake up. And so, like I said, so it's something to deal with. And, and I try to tell people to deal with it ahead of a time. Kind of what people do, they pre-plan for their funeral because <laughs> everybody's in so much grief, you know, at the, when, at the final days that it's hard to make good decisions. And so that's why Dr. Jess and I were going to talk about, you know, pet loss. Now with your, and I love your ads. Thank you for advertising. Uh, and you, your, your whole business is phenomenal. And so, and you guys are just awesome people. So why don't you, before we really start getting into things, let's explain to now what you do. What is your piece of the puzzle here? So as far as what you do with uh, PetCremationMN.com. Sure, thanks. Our piece is definitely specializing in the cremation aspect of it. Um, that's what I've done my whole life. It's been in the death care industry and, um, you know, on the human side prior to, the pet side, right. but essentially we uh, make it as much like a, a person, a family member, you know, their loss, you know, and and just to the exact same process with pets. We have uh, two crematories at our location in Edina. We're open every single day um, because, unfortunately, you know, that's just the nature of what we yes. do. Yeah. Um, we have a totally private cremation, and so that is exactly like what a, a person would experience. It's just one person's pet in the entire crematory. Mm -hmm. And uh, just in the last year and a half or so, um, we expanded and started offering a semi-private option uh, for families that didn't necessarily need the fully private cremation right. or the immediacy. Um, and we're still able to only get just your pet's ashes back. Right. And then we also have an option where we'll scatter the ashes for people that you know aren't interested in in getting their pets ashes back okay 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 and um now you also have another service that you do have you work with some vets that you will go and do in-home euthanasia and then bring them back to your place correct right there's some amazing veterinarians uh in the city we're so lucky um i had no idea that stat that you mentioned before about the 98 percent um you know, as you can imagine, I see, you know, yeah. a little bit of everything. Yes. Um, but absolutely, you know, we can um, 
you know, put you in touch with a vet who would come right out to your house. Uh, so peaceful having, you know, unfortunately having to euthanize your pet, but being able to do it at your home, um, it makes a huge difference. Yes. It's just a huge difference. And then we'll, you know, have somebody there to, you know, pick up your pet, bring them right back to, you know, our location. Otherwise, uh, we definitely encourage a lot of people to, you know, bring their pets right to us, mm-hmm. you know, if it happens at a clinic or if it happens just on its own. Um, you know, we really want people to, you know, see the facility and know, you know, how clean it is, how nice it is, yeah. you know, and that their pet's going to be treated with just a ton of love and respect, even when they pass away. Right now you have a room there that people can go into. Uh, but now can they be put down at your place also? Sure. Okay. Yep. We have kind of a comfortable room. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have two comfortable rooms. Um, they can be used for that. Um, they can be used as waiting areas. Um, a lot of the people that we help, you know, don't want to, you know, wonder where their pet is in the process. Right. So they'll bring them right to our place and, um, we can have the cremation completed within two hours and they can walk home, you know, with the ashes. Nice. Nice. And then you also have availability in your office of urns, different types of urns. Lots of, lots of ways to personalize, um, you know, from, we have our own laser engraver. So even in that two hours, we can have an urn fully engraved, fully personalized with anything somebody wants to have written on it. Um, and then definitely we have a, a lot of urns right there. Nice, nice. And then now they can get, uh, now because you have deal with a lot of people, you know, with their pets past and that, is there anything that you have learned through the years that can help people? Oh, Katie, it's so hard. I know, and everyone uh, is different. <laughs> what, what? What's that? I said a lot of them are different, you know, they're not all the same. It's not just like a cookie cutter thing. I get that. But just something that, you know, that can help parents you know, of our, our four-legged kids? Boy, I, I think it's just, you know, when I see people at that time, um, you can read their eyes and you can see the memories, you yeah. know, that they've made with those pets and the time that they've, you know, had and, you know, the relationships they've had in between. Um, you know, there's such bookmarks. I just think everybody who has pets is, is a happier person. You yes. know, they live longer. It yeah. makes life better. So I just... You know, especially at the end there, I think just enjoy every day. Oh, exactly, exactly. And so they can learn more about you by going to? Well, you could go right to our website, petcremationmn.com. That has pretty much everything anybody would need to know about us. A lot of uh, great frequently asked questions because uh, a lot of people call and they say, hey, I've got a strange question, and I promise you, we've we've heard it, and um, we're used to it. Now, one something. What, what you're new is I don't know if people are listening, but you do. You're offering to the vets now around that to call you guys to come and pick them up and bring them to you to have the cremation done. Because now, let's say, uh, you know, I'm at the the vet and the vet says no, he has to go now. Now, okay. So I can they can put him down there, and I can call you, and you can go out and pick him up and bring him down. Correct. Right. We are certainly trying to you know make our plea known to any veterinarian any clinic out there um you know that that we can absolutely help every single you know one of your clients and give them that exact same top level of care um you know there's there's not many choices and uh you know we're kind of the you know smaller outfit but uh we um we, we definitely have the capability to help and we are trying to you know, work with more veterinarians just because 
I know the difference personally. And, um, I, I, we can do exactly what you're saying. You know, as soon as we're notified within really even just a couple of hours, uh, we can be prepared to go and, and pick a pet up at a clinic or at a house. Now, is there a circumference area that you work with or within, I should say? Well, we try to stick within 30 miles um, in terms of, you know, traveling. But um, we've made a lot of exceptions to that. We've gone a lot farther than that. Um, We've worked with some people over the years that drive two, three hours uh, to come just for the cremation. They make Mm -hmm. the whole day out of it just because, again, they've done their research and they know what happens. Yep. You know, if, if they don't kind of take matters into their own hands. And see, the, and most of what people don't realize is that it's mass cremation and it's not just individual. So, Well, I can't speak for, you yes, know, how, know, how they do it. I know. You it. know, but um, it's... But this way you can assure because you can by be, talking you can to you. You can be right there. You can yep. be there when it happens. Yep. We even let people be there to, you know, when their pet goes in, if they want to make absolute sure. Yep. You know, we've, we've got absolutely nothing to hide. Right. Right. Well, you are good at what you do, and it's awesome. And can't thank you enough for uh, help, helping. Yeah, can't helping out Beth and Tom today. So, uh, you guys, uh, that was so thoughtful of you. And I know, t- you know, everybody is kind of like any business. You know, you want to win. <laughs> you know, but when it comes down to this, and when a pet's failing, you know, you want to help. You know, so bad. And then sometimes it, it works, and sometimes it doesn't. But I was so, you know, so. Th- grateful that it, it worked out you made it, it happen today and help them out so I, I was i was it. really happy about that too it's um it's it's so you know we get so many phone calls and i talk to so many people yeah. and um the last thing most people want is to you know have it happen like that in a, in a you know emergency right. clinical type exactly. thing and uh usually it's really difficult to get somebody on a moment's notice yes it is um, <laughs> and uh we were able to get a you know one of my favorite veterinarians to, you know, go and help them. And, um, you know, you're a big part of that whole circle though, too. Oh. And so you deserve a lot of, you oh. know, credit for being able to help your friends as well. Well, yeah, no, that's like I said, it, it, it stars aligned and I can't thank enough. So I greatly appreciate it. You're awesome. What you do and I'm spreading the word. <laughs> so well, thank you. I appreciate it. You bet. You have a grand, a grand evening and thank you. Thank you again. Okay. Thank you, Katie. Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. There you go. PetCremationMN.com. Uh, that's John, the owner, and he's one awesome guy, and his staff is uh, just incredible. So it's so pretty cool. Well, we're going to run the break. When we come back, we got one gal that's been holding on. So we hold on, and we'll get to her right when we come back. And then we're going to talk, finally, about pet loss, you know, the grieving process, uh, how do you know when, and then some books that might help you. And so uh, we'll get that finally taken care of. Okay, let's see the most tea per person is consumed in turkey china india england when we come back all right i wasn't sure that was where in a header was it are we back are we back <laughs> it's my bad i wasn't Sorry sure that. no that's fine that was fine okay the most tea per person is consumed in turkey china india england what do you think uh i'm gonna go with india okay what do you think i agree really it's turkey Oh, really? Yeah. Ready for this? Okay. Oh, I better make sure I got the right answer. <laughs> okay. We all know that the English are famous for drinking a lot of tea, but there is one nation that boasts them, and as Turkish people drink about seven pounds of tea every year per oh, for, per person. Seven pounds of tea. Wow. That's a lot. Per person. 
And let's see, it's popular all over the world. But in Turkey, tea is the native or the main drink. I wonder if it's like hot tea, cold tea, or any kind of tea. Oh, yeah. well. Okay, we're going to take this last call, and then we're going to talk about pet loss. Okay, who's up? All right. So it's we been got... hanging on forever. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. All right, so we have Beverly on the line, and she has a question on cat diet and litter. Okay. Hey, Beverly, sorry to keep you hanging on. Uh, well, that's okay. I made a quiche while I was waiting. Oh, wow. Look at she. <laughs> she's productive. Yeah. yeah. I can almost smell it here. Oh, yeah. Okay, so what's anyway, your question? I have two cats. I recently changed to Pretty Litter. Okay. Are you familiar with that? Yes, I am. What do you think? What's your thoughts on that, Dr. Jess? Pretty well, Litter? I think it's good. However, I wouldn't use it with a cat bag. Do you, you know what I mean? Like a plastic bag inside, and then you put your cat litter in Oh, I in see. There. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Because okay. you get too much urine. Oh, I and see. And it, it gives you a false reading. So. Oh, I see. But other than that, it's fine, I think. Oh, good. Good, so, good, good. Anyways, the cats aren't pooping, really. So um, I'm in the process of changing food. And so I don't even know how I came across this, but it's an online subscription to catpeople.com, and they have a bunch of different foods you can sample out. So that should be sent to me soon. Okay. But in the meantime, I put water, a little bit of water in their food because I'm not feeding wet food. So it's just dry food. It's Crave. Okay. And so, and hopefully that'll help until the good stuff gets here. Okay, wait a minute. What do you mean? But is it good stuff? Is it is it canned food or is it dry food again? It's going to be a combination of both. Okay, because cats, totally indoor cats, should never have, should, they should not be fed any dry matter whatsoever. Because dogs, okay. are dogs, cats came from the desert. They have, they get their moisture from what they eat. And so that's why they should be on a grain-free canned food, some raw. Like if you're having a hamburger, throw some to the cat. If you're chopping up some chicken, throw some to the cat. You know, the the more the dry food is where their poops go crazy because they can't drink enough water to compensate for the dry matter. So their poops get uh, dry, and it's really hard for them to you know, go. And then some cats, because the the, dry, the food is so, I mean, the food, the doo-doos are so dry, it hurts. And they think that it's the litter box. So they try to poop other places instead of in the litter box. And so that's, okay. so they're missing moisture if they have dry doo-doos. And by giving yeah. them grain-free and grain-free canned foods and then uh, raw. Well, and Dr. Jess, what about, uh, there is there a specific uh, raw for cats or not? Just Raw is raw. There are, but I don't. I don't really know how much it matters. Okay. Okay. Yeah. One of my cats eats uh, the raw dog food that I yes. buy for her in the store. Yeah, that's what I, yeah. I feed mine too. You know, thing. I used to have three cats prior to this, and they did get uh, wet cats. I mm-hmm. I thought this would be such. I think I just didn't want to deal with it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I put these on dry, and I travel during the week, so I have a you know a sitter that comes in and feeds them twice a week. Okay. I think that might have had something to do with that mm-hmm. to dry. Mm-hmm. But we're going to have to change it up. But one is so finicky. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought wet food for them to eat, and they they don't really get into it. But then if I give them tuna, one will eat the tuna. The other one, she just won't. Okay. Right. But, but, but of course, you can't feed tuna as your canned food. What was that? You can't feed tuna as your canned food because, t- no, you know, too high in mercury. And so typically with cats, you just need to find out, like, are your cats pate people or are they chunky people? Um, And then, you know, texture is a big thing for cats. So once you're limited by texture, 
If your cats like pate, then only buy stuff that says pate. If they only like chunky, then only buy the chunky stuff. But you should be feeding different brands, different proteins. Basically, every can you open should be something different. Okay. And a lot of times that's how you keep keep cats interested in their food. Now, I definitely okay. have a lot of clients who travel and they say, you know, oh, my gosh, well, we're going to switch the cats to dry food so that we can go away for the weekend and somebody will just stop in once. Yeah. Um, even if somebody can come once a day, I would rather see the cats only fed once a day versus switching back to dry, dry food, food because dry okay. food is so bad for cats. Okay. Well, we're going to have to figure it out. Maybe they'll have to go hungry for a little while and they'll just eat the wet food because that's all that's here. Well, you know, what I do is you, if you make like it'll take a tablespoon or a teaspoon of uh, good grain-free canned food, mix it with a little bit of warm water so it's a little bit of a gravy, and then take like a tablespoon of the dry and mix it with that little bit of gravy that you made. And then slowly the dry goes away and the more can comes out, okay? Okay. And so, because cat takes changes hard, but once they get you to the change then they every they're good to go i had one cat it took me a month and a half to get bubba all the way over to the grain-free canned food and so there was okay. a slowly you know taking out less more and more of the dry and it becomes more and more but if you make a little bit of a gravy because cats t- technically don't eat or chew their food they lick their food if you really watch okay. them eat they lick it very seldom do they and if their pieces are too big well then you'll hear a crunch but most of the time they just swallow it all right. Okay. Well, good to know. Yeah, and it just depends it on the cat. You know, I, I tried to feed uh, Pearly, Susan's cat. I tried feeding her canned food. She wouldn't have any of it. So I just went from dry straight to raw. Okay. And that, and that, that was how we got her onto raw food oh, within nice. a week. Oh, nice. I was pretty impressed. Oh, nice. Okay. So there you okay, go. Does, just, does that help you? Hey, yeah, it does. I wanted to also comment on the lady who had the cat, the farm, the farm cat. Yeah, 15-year-old, mm-hmm. yep. Yep, I had that exact same thing happen to my cat, Mabel. She's since passed on, but luckily I was in town that day. I It was some type of a stroke she had. Okay. But with good vet care, she did live another couple of years. However, I would have put her down much sooner had if I had it to do all over again. Okay, okay. Um, but, yeah, get the, I mean, the cat, the cat can live, but she needs special food lots of um doctor care okay yep that's yeah. well hopefully it'll all work out for her so this should be a good mommy too. when i just, heard that i just about died <laughs> yeah yeah i know it's okay. great yeah, okay that, that cat's in good hands well yes and you have a great thank you for the call and thank you for your patience for hold, ha- hanging on okay yeah you bet take Thanks. care mm-hmm. bye-bye yep Bye. yeah there you go now we're going to talk about pet loss why don't we go, this is a, a mandatory one, it's not a, I can't go early. Yeah, one, it's right? about to hit any it's second. About any second now, okay. <laughs> is there any difference between jelly and jam? Is there any difference between jelly and jam? Yes, there's a small difference. No, there is no difference. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. Yes, yes, and guess what? What's the news, Brian? Oh, the Cincinnati With the game. <laughs> the Cincinnati Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. Oh, and everybody jump for joy, jump for joy. And the other games tonight, who that? Um, it is going to be the Rams and 49ers. 49ers. I think the 49ers will probably go. Don't you think? You think so? I think I, I got my not. money on the Rams, but yeah, I'm hoping not. I'm hoping it goes the Rams. 
Okay. Okay. Is there a difference between jelly and jam? Yes, there. but there's a small difference. No, there is no difference. What do you think? If there is a difference, I haven't noticed. So I'm going to go with no. Okay. What do you think? Oh, I'm sure there's a difference. Okay. Don't know what it is. Although they are pretty much the same, there is a small difference between jelly and jams. Jelly is made out of fruit juice, while jam is made out of fruit which is why oh. it's a little bit chunkier. Oh, okay. And I was telling Dr. Jester that I, I'm a snob when it comes to, not a snob, I, I'm, I go, I'm like a magnet to, if you walk into any place, you have a little corner where they got jellies and jams in that and, and you know, and, and uh, canned stuff, you know, salsas and stuff. Yep. I go right for the jams and I start buying them. I like, in some things I like jelly better and some things I like jam better. I, I like apple jelly better than apple jam. Oh, yeah. Okay, but anyway, oh, and I was just telling her that I had got a, I don't know where I got it because I'm always buying a little here and a little there, and uh, uh, I got it was an apple cinnamon jam, Ooh. and I literally sat down with a teaspoon and ate the whole thing. <laughs> it was just a small jelly, you know, not a real big jar yeah, jelly. Yeah, just a little. It's a short one, you yeah. know. And oh man, it was so tasty. <laughs> so I'm going. Maybe I should put it on some bread. No, <laughs> you don't like the store bought stuff. I'm guessing. Uh, no, there's very few. So anyway, okay, pet loss, Doctor Levy. Okay, the big thing here is the uh, the number one question I get asked, and I'm sure you do too, is how do we know when? Right. Okay. And so I just tell people, and I can't, I always tell them I can't explain this, but it's a look you will get, and you will, I mean, you've lived with this dog for how long that you you can almost if they're if they're tired, it's time they want to go. Okay, but then a lot of people distill. How do I know? Because I like I was t- talking to John from uh, PetCremationMN.com, and that ninety eight percent of pet owners have to make the the call. They don't go. And only two percent of the uh, of the pets actually go on their own. You know, o- overnight or whatever type thing. So, and yet being a vet, what is your take on this? Um, I think you know it's definitely a tough decision, and I've struggled with it myself with yep. my own pets. Yep, same here. Yep. And so, like, it can be hard to know: are they going to rally? Are they going to respond to medication? Are they going to respond to a remedy? Are they going to feel better tomorrow? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I'm definitely not against like you know giving things a try, giving them a little bit of time. I think to some extent, once they quit eating, mm-hmm. that is a big indicator. Or if it's hard to even give them some medicines. Or remedies mm-hmm. or such like that, you know, it's, it's they're struggling. Mm-hmm. Okay, that that's you know, well, yeah. if I could just get this in them, everything yep. will be okay. But if you're having such a hard time getting it in, they basically have quit eating right. or quit responding to that. Right. Um, I think um, the university had come up with that really good kind of list of mm-hmm. you know things to think about, and so um, you know you can do kind of a quality of life assessment and so basically i think their questions were you know what did your pet love to do like what there were their favorite activities right. and favorite toys it's, it's, yeah and it's not just you know can they still do those things because you could say you know well, my dog used to love to hunt all day and, right but do they still like to do like any part of it you yes. know um, and that should be done weekly Assessed weekly, or in some cases, it might even be daily. But you know what I mean. Yeah, it just kind of like, depends on yes. what on what stage they're What's going in. on. When you start to suspect that you're getting, you know, closer to the end, then it's just time to think. Um, you know, if they used to always, you know, bring you the ball to throw or something like that, or they, you know, would get excited when you got out the collar and leash, yep. even if they can't walk as far as they used to, but yep. if they still enjoy it, yes, you know, then it's kind of you know, still worth doing. Right. Um, I, you know, I mean, I, I had, you know, 
you had uh, Elsie who lived a long time. I had, you know, Tootsie who yep. made it to 19. Yeah. And um, yeah, she had cataracts and she was blind and deaf. But, you know, she found the kitchen twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, that that kind of drive never stopped her, even after she couldn't go on walks anymore because she was blind and it was not fun right. for her anymore. Right. But I would put her in the yard while I walked the other dogs and she would do laps. Uh-huh. So she'd be walking the perimeter of the yard for 45 minutes. Uh huh. Yeah. She stayed in perfect shape, you know, till the very end. She was uh, very awake at night. Uh, we used to joke that she had non 24 because she had complete cataracts. So she couldn't okay. see. see anything. Yeah. So she would, uh, you know, blunder around the house at night and bang into furniture, even though we never dared move anything, anything right? once she went blind. And yeah. then, uh, and we had to take her out at 1, 3, and 5 a.m. or she would pee in the house. Okay. Um, so the last three years of her life were hell for us. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, but she found the kitchen twice a day. And so, and, and she was still very enthusiastic right. about it. Right. Well, that's the thing, too. So is you that- couldn't deny her that, that drive to live and that desire oh, to exactly. eat. And that was a dog where, I mean, the mainstay of her life was food, food. was kind of her reigning interest. <laughs> yeah. I remember being at a party at your house and uh, it was a Christmas party and, and I won that one pound container of English toffee cappuccino mix. Uh-huh. Left it on the counter when I went to work because I thought the dogs aren't going to be interested in this. Yeah, Tootsie ate that. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> and she survived. She ate, that dog ate all kinds of, of stuff. stuff. Yeah. Yep. And that's the thing is that when there's a spark, they still have a spark. They're yeah. still there. They might not be doing it as fast or like mm-hmm. they were with a puppy, but the spark is still there. But when yeah. the spark is all of a sudden starting to fade and they're looking for a place to hide or, you know, places that they don't normally go, they go into a corner to be by mm-hmm. themselves. They go behind a, a couch or if they can move. Otherwise, like, like I say the response because it's so hard to let go. We're always thinking, well, maybe they're like you say, going to rally. Maybe there's just one last thing that we can do. And I, like I said, this friend of mine um, that was dealing with uh, that she went today uh, had to put her pupper down. Um, Beth and Tom, and uh, the thing is, is that she was still just clinging. Well, what if we do this remedy? What if we do that remedy? What about trying this sure. and trying that? And he had and Coco had cancer of the mouth, you know, um, on the upper jaw, and it just went. In one minute, it was a dot, and all of a sudden, half his face. Mm-hmm. And so the thing is, is that what was happening is they were wrestling, trying to get all this stuff that maybe might help him, you know, be better. But then it got to the point that you, you, it was such a, he wouldn't, he's like, leave me alone. You right. Know? And so, and then, yeah. And right. so I just, you know, that's, so that's, and so many people don't want to make that call. They wanted, they would give anything to go to bed. And when they woke up, God had taken them. Oh, sure. You know, and well, that so, would be ideal. Yes. And so the thing is, but that's not, uh, and everybody's different with grief and everybody, everybody's different with death. And mm-hmm. so, the, and there's no right or wrong and there's no limit on the grief. Right. Well, okay. In two weeks, you'd be all better and we'll see you back at work or, we're, you know, I don't want to hear about right. it anymore. Some people are like that. And, and of course the old saying, everybody says, well, it was just a cat. Well, it was just a dog. And, you know, you just got to just kind of turn your head and just walk away. So let's say, hey. You know, some people get it, some people don't. That's just yeah. what it is. And some, sometimes it's practical stuff. Uh, one cat that I had, um, he developed cancer in his face. So osteosarcoma of the upper jaw. And, um, you know, I did everything I could to try to slow it down. But he got to the point where uh, he really, like, it was just too difficult for him to eat. Okay. Well, what are you going to do at that point, you know? And so um, that's that's the cat that we did. Uh, we did call pet cremation. Yeah. 
and uh, the vet was very sympathetic and was fantastic. Yes, yeah. See, yeah. my Albert, yeah, he had uh, drawn the uh, a cancer in the top, the bottom jaw, bottom jaw, and it went just like one second. There, I looked, the face looked a little bit different, and all of a mm-hmm. sudden, it's this big thing, and he couldn't eat anymore. He wanted to, but he just right. couldn't. And so, what do you do? Take his jaw off? You know what I mean? Hello, mm-hmm. you know you got to look at the whole thing. And yeah, so, and then you can't. You can't sit there and watch your cat like want to eat but not be able to eat, and you can't, you know, feeding tubes and this kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, that gets a little and, crazy. And, and everybody's different, though. As far as some people will go to that, but then I, you look at quality of life. Right. They were so good to us. Let them go with dignity, even though it's going to hurt like heck. You know. Whereas, okay, instead of open your mouth, hurts not painful to them. Correct. Emotionally for, painful for, to for us. us, right? And then, and so that's why it's just uh, it's uh, yeah it's it's it nuts. And there's a lot of people, you know, that need um, you know support groups. Well, then get one. Minpets.com. They have a lot of really good groups, you know, support mm-hmm. groups. And I'm sure if you called John, you know, at uh, PetCremationMN.com, he'd have a lot of resources for you also. And then also there's books that you can get that you can go through. And I've got a list of some books here that um, so get your pens and paper ready or you can get it on uh you know go to my talk 1071.com go to my page katie canine page and then listen to the show you know after we get off the air here but what we're going to do is we're going to run to break right now get that done and then we got a person on the line that wants to sh- share uh the grieving and uh but so the whole thing is is that uh like i said we all grieve different and uh, and, and you've got to be respectful of that, you know, whether it's a dog, a cat, a goldfish, a hamster, or, or whether it was your grandma and grandpa, you know, whatever. But somehow when a pet dies, because it's so unconditional love, that people that never even cried when they lost their brother, you know, their sister, their mother, their father, their grandparents, and are just a puddle by the loss of a dog, a cat, whatever, that people, they, they said, I don't understand this grief. I've never felt this heavy of a heart in all my life. And it's really hard to pick yourself and move forward. But one thing that I've found is that you you have to take, you know, if you have to be in a fetal position, you know, for a while, okay, so be it. But you're no good to anybody, you know, or the pet that you lost, you know, being like that, that you, you need to find something to get yourself up, even though it's going to be hard. You know, if you never knitted, learn to knit, learn to crochet. But if you don't have a job, you know, where you have to go to work, you know, to get you out and about, because it does when you look at it empty. That's one thing. Every time when my dogs have left, I picked up everything, their bowls, their toys, their beds, and put them in a bag, and then I put them out in the school. So I don't have to look at that, their stuff. I don't get rid of them. I just put in a bag, put it. <laughs> but anyway, and so like I say, everybody deals with it different and and there is again i'm going to say it there's uh, no right or wrong way and so there's but like some of these books i think will help you and so we're going to run we're going to come back and we're going to discuss more about pet loss okay i'm sure i took my glasses off don't tell remind me kate don't take your glasses <laughs> off okay da, 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 da. Eh, oh i better change the page Okay, which which country has the lowest meat consumption in the world? India, Bangladesh, Sweden, or Saudi Arabia? We'll be back. Hello, we're going to wind her down. We're talking about pet loss. Um, Now, get your pens and paper out. I'm going to name these books off, okay, that can really help you. I mean, pick one. Now, one that uh, I really like is called So Easy to Love, So Hard to Lose by Lori Kaplan. 
L-A-U-R-I-E-K-A-P-L-A-N. So easy to love, so hard to lose. It's kind of a workbook also, too, that Lori put together. Really nice. Now, these one, two, three, four books are by the same author, Jack McAfghan, M-C-A-F-G-H-A-N, Jack. Okay, now these are, and they are really, uh, these are very, everybody is different from what they get out of a book, but one of these might help you. It's called Letters from the Rainbow Bridge. Letters from the Rainbow Bridge. Okay, the other book is Only Gone from Your Sight. Another book of his, Return from the Rainbow Bridge. And then the other book is Reflection on Life with My Master. Okay, those books are put by Jack McAfghan, M-A-M-C-F. A F G H A N. Now for the the cat. Now these are geared towards a lot of uh, uh, it's pets, but it's, uh, more so for dogs. But if you here's another one that might help you out too. It's called and this is for cats. P S. I love you more than tuna. <laughs> if you uh, you've lost of a cat. P S. I love you more than tuna by Sarah Chauncey. And then there's also uh, if you're in uh there if you look online they have like journals and i thought i wrote that one down and it is is called pause from heaven and what it is is a journal where you can journal your thoughts it gives you some questions and such like that but it's called pause from heaven and so you can you know check that out because everybody is different in how they grieve whether they need a book they need people you know to talk to or whatever and now we got somebody on the line here so who is coming up Yeah, so we have Beth on the line, and she wants to share her grievance process. Okay. Hi, Beth. Hi, Katie. Hi. I'm so glad you are humanizing the death of our pets. Oh, yes. Because when you have a pet, it's inevitable. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. We always outlive our pets. Yes, we do. And I have found (sighs) we have very intimate relationships with our dogs okay. and cats, any pets. Yep. So when when they change, you can tell. Yes. And if you lay down face-to-face with them and ask them, is it time to let you know? Yes. And I think that's a, a really important it's part of the group, yes. Intimate, precious place to be with your pet. Yep. Oh, exactly. And like I say, if you just be still and just look and feel, you know, like you say, uh, you know, a lot of things will kind of, what do you call it, happen? I don't know how the word is, what the word would be. Yeah. But uh, it expresses itself. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. And it's like I said, it is, it's tough. And we know we got to let them go. And there's some people that when they've lost one, they just can't go through that. They've never hurt so hard in their life and so heavy. They just can't go through that again. And I, and I really, um, and sometimes I think about that too. I'm down to one horse and one dog. And anyway, I've never not, not had another dog or a horse. So when I lost one, at least I was not. Bowless. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> and anyway, and um, I don't know, as I gotten older, I become a bigger mush thing when it comes to death. But I don't think I could be not, not without one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because there's because so much apart. You always leave that little piece yep. in your heart yep. for a next one. Yep. And that's the thing is when you, you know? can love them so much. I mean, you know, when you have a good home and and such, there's so many that need that, you know. That love or that whatever, and so to be to denied of the love you can give another animal is yeah is is crazy. So, but yeah, you understand 
done so well. <laughs> I've lost so many dogs. Experience. Horses. Yeah, horses, dogs, cats. And mm-hmm. I had one person asked me a long time ago, like, well, is, doesn't it get easier? I had all I could do, not to step with that person's foot and just pow them. <laughs> like, oh yeah, right. Just because you lose, you have a lot and you, it should get easier. A loss is a loss. You know, and there are and, some that ping your heart worse than others, but it's still, yeah. it just, there's some that just drop you literally sheer to your knees. So, and, and if you are picking up a different one a couple days later, yep. it is not replacing no. them. It is adding back yes what you're doing is if you have another animal in the house that has lost that other person too yep you have to help them out too Mm -hmm. they need a they need a a partner again yes they do yes they do and then but that's one thing you just struck on that is very you're not replacing okay all you're doing is getting another buddy that you can create new memories with yeah. Okay. So that's what I like. Some people say, well, I don't, I can't replace. I said, well, you're not to replace the dog you just left or the cat or the iguana or fish. Okay. It's that, that's not what it is, is you have all this love to give and you need to yeah. put it somewhere. And okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go for it again, you know, but the and, life. And it's, it's so much more than that. It's getting that one that needs us yes. again. Yep. They need somebody. We're, getting that one and filling their need because our other one wanted us to do that. Mm-hmm. Yep. I feel that they don't. Did you ever see a dog's purpose? Did you ever see that? that you just, no. Oh, all those ones. Did you see that? Up today. I cannot watch it sometimes. Okay. Yeah. I went and saw it. And of course, so when it first comes out, you know, when they open up, you know, I don't like to go when an animal die. If an animal dies, I don't want to see it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Don't me not. But anyway, everybody said, no, 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 you got to watch. And I really, that really helped me kind of deal with it because, yeah. you know, when it, it is the dog leaves for now because, you know, but how, uh, how he comes back in another, you know, as another dog, like, well, the one came back as a female German shepherd. I'm a girl. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and so by looking at that, how what God's got planned, you know, for the, the, the them and us and how it kind of goes through the system, a system. But you know what I mean? It's just you can it kind of helps you deal with it. How the how that ends uh, the full circle, you know, type thing. So, yeah. It's, and Katie, thank you for bringing God into that, because the opposite word of God is dog. Yes, it is. It would be bad, spelled yeah. backwards. God, there's no way we could have our animals without a God yep. involved. No, you got it. You know, like I said, no, and I do believe that God puts this, these, each animal before us. We're meant to have the ones we got. Some of them are a little more special. Some of them are a little bit more pain in the butt. <laughs> but you know what? It's all great memories, and you wouldn't change, yeah. wouldn't change a thing. Wouldn't change a thing. Absolutely. So, well, like I said, though, no, that's, like I said, it hurts like heck. But that's what it we, we got to do. We got to do. So anyway, so now when, when you've lost your pets, what process? Was it books? Was it groups? Was it like redirecting uh-huh. your energy, you know, to help we, you move you forward? We went through, um, there's the beagle barking now. Yep. <laughs> We're on our fourth beagles. <laughs> but um, we always memorialize their collars okay. with pictures. Oh, nice. We put them in frames. Okay. And... Um, it, it we always mix them up with the pictures of them with the other dogs that are in their life. Okay, nice. And we put, and it just keeps on continuing. We had one dog that was was the only dog that knew 
four of our dogs. Isn't that something? And that one was just precious the way she took care of the other ones. Yeah. And um, how the other ones came in and the colors of the beagles. Yeah. Our hounds. It's just it's just amazing when you put it all together that it was all meant to be. Yes. Yeah. That is it's it's craziness. Well, we're running yeah. low on time here, so I okay. greatly appreciate you calling in and 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 adding to the show. And uh, thank you for your all the love you've given all your kids. <laughs> Good talking to you. you love bet. you. But thank Bye. you. Back at you. Bye bye. And so uh, the big thing is, is that plan ahead because you know you're going to lose them. You know, set something up at petcremationmn.com. Uh, uh, you know, whereas when the time comes, you know, got the number, you know, who, you know how, what, you know everything. And it's not a mystery. You're going to see it. And then grieving, find something to put your energies, that grief into. You know, like Meals on Wheels, you know, going to the animal shelters and, you know, playing with the animals there. Everybody's got to find something to take that energy instead of just recoil and just, not want to get out of bed. It, that's mm-hmm. you know what I mean. You need to do that when you need to, but not all the time. So, Doctor Jess, how can they get a hold of you? Through my website at holistic-vet-care.com. All right, I want to thank you all for listening and sharing your Sunday with me. And remember, you can catch this show on the podcast. Uh, just go to mytalk1071.com. And Brian, once again, you're an awesome dude. We'll see you next week. <laughs>